0: Bunga surfer dudes, this is Merville coming at you from the Boulder Bay Criminal Rehabilitation Center's career training program. Nice to meet you. Speaking of meats, come on down to Meats & More, located just two blocks south of the beautiful and historic Warwick Dockyard. Meats & More offers a one-stop shop, warehouse-style experience for all animal products. From bespoke leathers to boiled ribeyes, the expert staff of Meats & More will go out of their way to facilitate your every desire. And you can trust me, because I'm not just a court-ordered spokesperson, I'm a valued customer. All of our restraining cuffs are made from the finest and softest tanned cowhides on the market. I'll be wearing Meats and More leather for the next 5 to 20 years. Their on-site tailors and cobblers ensure a -a once-in-a-lifetime fit, and you can even grab a steak from their locally-sourced cafeteria-style eatery while you wait. So what are you waiting for? Head on down to Meats and More today. Use offer code FELON. That's F E L I N for 10% off your first purchase. Tell them that Merville and the Mudrats sent you.
1: And welcome back. If you're just now tuning in, I'm Martin Gable, and this is Republic Rebroadcast. Now we turn our attention to our next segment. Last week, in SteamWorld Forge. The Breakfast Club further descends into the plot behind the mysterious kidnappings during the carnival at first landing celebration. In great need of assistance and possibly some travel money, they found themselves at the Porcelain Palace belonging to the Duke and Duchess of Oberlin. After spending some time waiting in the front gardens of the palace, they were eventually seen by the residents of the estate, to which the party conveyed their story as best as possible to the skeptical lord and lady despite Doran's withholdings. Duke Delamere confided in the party that the RSB investigation was being headed up by a tiefling by the name of a one Burnham cass Unfortunately, the only thing he had appeared to have been examining over the last few days were the contents of various bottles of spirits. Desperate for some actual results after seemingly being stonewalled by the RSB, the Duke gave the party his permission to continue and would provide transportation to quickly get them back on the trail. He also gave his word to do his best to arrange for Fantabulo's release, should this story actually check out. The lady of the house, however, did her best to impress upon the group about her misgivings. A quick side jaunt led to naught but a cautionary tale from the local neighborhood watch to which Harrow and Lance found what appeared to be the remains of a building that had once been used by the local branch of the Faresi. With their business concluded in the city, the party departed, leaving Doran held as collateral while they continued on, bound and determined to get to the bottom of these sinister machinations finding themselves instantly transported through space and time by way of the Wheatley network. Within the blink of an eye, they were no longer surrounded by the stuffy shelves of the Stormlight Athenaeum in Oberland, but amongst the sprawling adobe huts and buildings of New Rachnora some 1,700-odd miles to the west. Now equipped with stylish travel gear and a direct line of communication to the distraught Duke, the Breakfast Club set off south to meet Doran's Contact Midnight at the Shady Villa Saloon in Sly's Rest. But not before a chance encounter with some thugs named The Rattlers redirected the party towards some newfound friends and the safety of Rudmar Abbey. Were those just idle threats from a distraught parent, or is there something more than meets the eye? Who are these unusual folk from the Abbey, and what could they possibly want? Will Yuri finally have his name cleared? Stay tuned to find out. This is Martin Gable, signing off, and this has been Republic Rebroadcast. broadcast Thank you.